The Colony Heart by Spacey J.D. James Chandra stepped out of the blind eternities, the air sizzling around her as her protective magic dissipated. She breathed in the air deeply, and despite the stale dust in the air, the remnant of the Eldrazi's damage to the plane, it was refreshing. Zendikar smelled natural, simple. Ocean breeze, a hint of forest. Unlike the bustling city plain of Ravnica, the plain where Gideon died, swarming with people, aromas of dung and oxide and spices and coffee all commingling into one overwhelming smell. No. Simple was good. Simple was what Chandra needed right now. Simple, like Zendikar, like Nissa. Chandra smiled as Nissa saw her. Maybe her first authentic smile in the weeks since. She shook the thought from her mind. You're on Zendikar, remember? What better place for new beginnings? Nissa returned the smile, which was rare for her. It was gone in a moment as her gaze drifted back to her ravaged homeworld, the people working to rebuild, the dust storms of empty matter blowing in the distance. But for a moment, she had smiled, and that smile was for Chandra. Despite her pyromantic abilities, Chandra didn't think she had ever felt so warm inside. Hey, she said awkwardly, raising one hand in a wave that felt totally wrong. I'm uh, really glad to see you again. Nissa walked closer. She was a little shorter than Chandra, so she looked up into Chandra's eyes before staring back down to the dirt again. I'm really glad to see you too. Chandra wanted to hook Nissa's chin with her finger and pull her face up so she could see her eyes again. She wanted to keep Nissa's face there and lean forward into it and kiss her, feel her lips, touch her pale skin. She settled for a hug, as awkward as the wave, worse even. Nissa tensed for a moment, and Chandra almost pulled away. But then the elf relaxed, leaning into the hug so deeply, Chandra was afraid they might both fall. I'm glad you came, Nissa whispered, muffled by Chandra's armor. She barely heard it. She wouldn't have if Nissa's mouth weren't so close to her ear. Her breath tickled Chandra's neck. Of course, we are the Gatewatch. Nissa tensed back up at the mention of the group. She pulled out of the hug. Chandra didn't want to let her. She wanted the embrace to never end. But she didn't fight the elf. Chit, thought Chandra. I should have known not to mention the Gatewatch. We're all mourning him, not just me. I- I'm sorry. I know it's so soon, she started. I know you're not... 
Nyssa saved her from ambling apology. There's a lot to do here. They need my magic. Chandra nodded. Yours too, Nyssa added. Chandra scoffed. How could I possibly be of any help? Unless they want me to destroy it more. I don't see what good fire magic would do here. Nyssa stiffened, and it dawned on Chandra what she had said. It didn't mean... I know, Nyssa said softly. I know what you meant. But there are some things we need destroyed, actually. The Hedrons have fallen. Some of the islands sank. We need roadways cleared and farmland. And, she said, looking down to the dirt again, she seemed as if she were drawing strength from it to will herself to speak. Beyond all that, I need you. Chandra started to reach out a hand to place on Nissa's shoulder. But at the same moment, the elf was turning away. This way, Nissa said. I need to visit the colony heart. Oh, Chandra said. Did a hedron land near there? No said Nyssa. After a moment, she reached out, taking Chandra's hand. This is one of the ones where I just need you. She blushed and turned away again. Chandra felt her own cheeks flushing, but it wasn't out of embarrassment. Their boots crunched through the rubble and dust for a while. Neither of them spoke. It wasn't rare for Nyssa to remain silent but Chandra rarely stopped talking, especially when she was feeling nervous. For once, though, she was content to just walk hand in hand with her friend, with her, whatever it was Nyssa was for her now. Listening to the wind blowing through the wastes and the few animals that dared to explore it. Soon, green sprouts began to break through the barren white rock and the glittering bismuth then saplings, and eventually, full trees, and underbrush, and vines. Chandra stopped walking. Nissa turned back, concerned. It's beautiful, she whispered, tears threatening to escape her eyes. I wish you had seen it before, Nissa said, in a hush. Chandra almost blurted out that she had, but remembered that the only time she had been to Zendikar, when it was still lush, was the time she had been tricked into releasing the Eldrazi, the alien titans who nearly destroyed the plane, until the Gatewatch formed to stop them. Instead, she said, This was barren when the heart was placed here? Nissa nodded. It has three new buds, she said, all across the plane, in the depths of the wastes, They will all look like this soon. Come on, we're nearly there. Chandra continued walking, trying to mimic the light, reverent step that Nyssa took. Instead, she felt like each plod of her boot was a meteor crushing the new life. Chandra could smell the bloom before she saw it. It overwhelmed the mulchy smell of the forest with a sweet floral scent that made her mouth water and her heart flutter. Then they passed between the trees, and the blossom was there. 
a shimmering lotus big enough to hide behind. Its petals gave off a faint glow, and the spring it grew in bubbled occasionally. The only sound was that of Chandra's footfalls. Nissa's steps were silent, and it seemed even the wild creatures had enough respect for the heart of the world to quiet their usually frantic mating calls and territorial banter. This time the tears rolled freely down her cheeks, hissing against the unnatural warmth of her skin. Nissa looked back at her, concerned for a moment, but there were tears in her own eyes as well. I have to commune with the world soul, she said. Thank you for being here. Chandra couldn't open her throat to speak, so she nodded, wiping her tears with her leather gauntlet. Chandra watched Nissa as she meditated, and her own mind wandered, back to the time in the cave when Nissa nearly died here on Zendikar. Not to the incomprehensible Eldrazi, but to a demon named Obnixilus. It was Chandra who had rescued her then, and the other members of the Gatewatch. And from that meeting that the group soon formed. It wasn't much later that Chandra, using the mana Nissa channeled from the Hedron-altered ley lines of Zendikar, was able to destroy two of the Eldrazi titans and save the plane. Chandra couldn't think of a moment when she felt more herself than then, using the fires she had so often seen as her curse to save countless people throughout the multiverse. Jaya was teaching her how to use her powers more subtly, but unleashing a plane's worth of mana on those eldritch gods was what she was made for. And it was Nyssa, right there alongside her as she did it, feeding her that power. The same woman, unbelievably, who knelt in front of her now, in an implicit trust that was alien to her. The kind of trust Gideon taught us. He's dead now, but he's changed us all. Chandra's tears had started up again, but she let them flow. The sky began to change colors. She couldn't see them through the canopy, but Chandra knew the sunset would be dazzling. She wished she could see it. She had taken up a seat on a low branch, but the knobs kept digging into her. She was fidgety and kept noticing Nissa wince as she tried to move silently, but inevitably broke a branch or kicked a pebble loose into the spring. How much longer is she going to be? She wondered, and loathed herself for wondering it. But still... She couldn't help but feel thrilled when Nyssa started to stand, just as the last light of the day was about to disappear. She opened her mouth to find something witty to say, but Nyssa quickly turned and pressed her impossibly soft finger onto Chandra's lips. She leaned in, and for a second, Chandra's heart beat hard as she thought Nyssa was going to kiss her. But the elf's lips went past her own, to her ear where they whispered with hot breath, barely loud enough to hear, Someone's coming. Chandra nodded, adrenaline and fire filling her veins. She didn't let her flames out, yet, but the magic was ready to erupt. A volcano inside her that vowed that nothing would hurt this woman she loved. 
they waited, and shortly, sounds broke out from the forest. Loud steps and branches breaking, high-pitched cackling and conversation, decidedly not elves. Goblins, Nissa whispered to Chandra. She barely had time to wonder what they were doing here when the impish creatures revealed their own motives. We take the heart and save Akum. We steal elves and make them slaves, the goblin sang, laughing after each verse, though it didn't strike Chandra as having much humor to it. Then again, the lyrics were about as imaginative as you could expect from goblins. Nissa placed a hand on Chandra's shoulder and pointed to a bramble bush in the path of the goblins. In the dim light, she could barely see it growing as Nissa fed her own magic into it. Chandra prepared to let forth a jet of fire once the goblins were caught in the enchanted vines. But the creatures weren't as stupid as they had assumed. Those brambles, they're moving, one of them shouted. The whole crew drew their weapons and dispersed into the underbrush. Damn, guess we have to do it the hard way, Chandra thought. But inside, she was grinning. It was way more fun to pick them off one by one than to kill them all in one shot. She let the intense flame she had prepared loose into the bushes one of them had darted into and was rewarded with its shrill but brief screams as the creature incinerated in moments. Four to go. Chandra looked around in the shadows, but she didn't have the superior eyesight in the dark that elves and goblins did, and her blast had destroyed her night vision for the moment. Damn, where are they? She heard movement off to the left, and reacted quickly enough to sidestep the javelin aimed at her head, she volleyed back with a controlled burst of fire, but by the sounds of it, only got a glancing hit. More movement, to the right this time. Another shot at flame, but this time no cries of agony from the goblins. She jumped as voice suddenly spoke into her ear. Please don't destroy the vines I am animating, Nissa whispered to her. Right, sorry, Chandra whispered back. Get your head in the game kids wouldn't have let a little thing like near blindness stop him from kicking ass. Chandra breathed deeply, recalling the practices that Jaya had taught her, both in the last few months with the gate watch, but also in all those years before as abbess of Carol Keep, under the moniker Mother Ludi. She pictured Gideon shredding Eldrazi on this very plane until he nearly killed himself with exhaustion. She imagined Nyssa, just moments ago, communing with the world soul of the plane. Chandra had felt the threads of that communion through the mana Nyssa had lent her all those months ago. Perhaps it was that faint thread, or perhaps just her senses finally adjusting. But at last she could sense one of them, hiding behind a tree. It wasn't sight exactly, but Chandra was loath to call it anything more. She sent a small bead of intensely hot fire towards it, arcing around the tree. On impact, it exploded, consuming the goblin so quickly it barely had time to whimper. There we go, 
Chandra thought. Three more like that. But before she could enter back into her trance, Chandra was struck from behind. She almost fell over, as a weight had barreled into her upper back and was now clutching onto her shoulders and face, scrambling for purchase from its rough landing from the tree to her back. Chandra aimed a couple blasts towards it, but they went wide. She couldn't get a good shot at it without hitting herself, and though she knew she could handle a lot of heat, she didn't think it a good idea to risk barbecuing her own face if she misjudged. Suddenly, a vine dropped from the tree branches, near where the goblin had launched itself at her. It snaked towards her. She almost tried to dodge it before remembering Nissa's magic. The vine found the goblin on her back and twined itself around the creature's neck. Once it had wrapped a few times, it yanked back up into the tree, pulling the goblin by the throat, legs kicking as it suffocated. Chandra turned around to see Nissa, eyes glowing green, nod to her. Thanks, Chandra said, grinning. Then she turned back to look for the other two goblins. She slowly backed up, hand feeling behind her, so that she and Nissa could cover each other's flanks. When her hand found her partner, the elf stiffened, but then relaxed and allowed Chandra's back to touch her own. Goblin in hand is worth two in the bush, thought Chandra, smiling at her own dumb joke. The smile quickly dropped as she found the final two goblins. They were splashing through the spring towards the colony heart. Chandra's heart dropped. If she missed by the slightest amount, or even had a direct hit but misjudged the flammability of goblin flesh, she could singe the heart. Nissa, she hissed. The heart. Nissa turned, and Chandra could almost feel her despair as she saw the goblins. They were nearly to the heart now, and looked like their plan was to yank it out by the roots and hope it didn't kill the thing. I think I can get them, Chandra whispered. Her training with Jaya was for exactly this kind of thing. Precision, not just outbursts. No, Nissa said. Let them have it. Better they take it and replant it in Akum than risk damaging it to stop them. Chandra was at a loss. She couldn't just let the goblins take the heart. Nissa had been led to it by a vision, had fought the demon Obnixilus to save it and had safeguarded it all this time to restore her plane. The idea of letting a couple greedy goblins steal it was infuriating to Chandra. No, said Chandra, her hair alighting in flame as she tapped into the depth of her powers. I can stop them. She pointed out a finger and let a bead of heat build upon it. The ball, no bigger than a beetle, glowed like the sun from the intensity of the fires she poured into it. Then, with a flick, she sent the ball right into the heart of one of the goblins. It had its hands around the heart's stalk, ready to start pulling. The bead sank into its flesh, and it dropped dead instantly. Chandra expected the last goblin to run away, or maybe try to surrender. After all, the creatures weren't known for their bravery, nor their prowess in dueling. What she didn't expect was for it to fly into a blind rage and dash at her with its spear. 
Chandra barely had time to react, sending a wave of fire out to envelop it. It died in agony as the fires burned it alive. I got them, Chandra shouted triumphantly. This is what I'm talking about, fighting the bad guys, defending the innocent, bringing the fires of justice to Eldrazi, Bolas, and even a few lowly goblins that step out of line. But Nyssa wasn't celebrating with her. She sank to her knees, horror on her face, though her eyes glowed green again with magic. Chandra followed her gaze. Several broad-leafed plants, animated by Nissa's magic, were scooping water from the spring and pouring it onto the heart. Dread set upon her as Chandra took in the smoke and singed blackness on the petals of the calming heart. Her last wave of flame. She had forgotten the heart in her panic. She knelt beside her friend, placing her hand on Nissa's shoulder. But Nissa shrugged it off harshly. Nissa, Chandra said, with no idea what to say to make it better. I'm so sorry. Whatever I can do to help fix this, I'll do it, anything. No, was Nissa's reply, cold and hollow. I can, I can fertilize it, water it. I don't know, I'll sing to it. Plants like singing, right? Chandra, Nissa said. You know you don't want that. But I do. I want to help. I want to be here with you, too. I, I don't know. To regrow Zendikar, so we can get back out there. Saving the multiverse, side by side. You don't understand, do you? I'm not interested in saving the multiverse, Chandra. Look what happened here. On Amonkhet, these places need me to rebuild. And there's probably countless others like them. Places left in ruin in Bolus's wake, or who knows what else. Then I'll go there with you. I'll help, Chandra was pleading, practically begging. No, Chandra. You want to help a different way, by doing what you are good at. You could hardly stand a single evening of meditation out here. Do you think I didn't notice your relief when the goblins showed up? That is who you are. It's who I grew to love, but it's not who I am. You are a fighter, and I am a healer. Nissa reached out a hand, cupping Chandra's cheek. She winced at the heat emanating from Chandra's face, flushed as it was with a foment of emotion. But she held it there. I love you, Chandra, but we can't be together. No, Nissa, please. Don't say that. I can change. I can learn how to meditate, how to... Tears were rolling down her cheeks, as Nissa said. I don't want you to change, Chandra. She leaned forward and kissed Chandra, and her lips and tongue felt cool and soothing, like salve on a burn. Then she added, But you have to go. No. Chandra said, tears pouring out of her eyes and becoming steam. I don't know where else to go. Then go home, said Nyssa, while you still have one to return to.
The air grew momentarily hotter and drier, and with a sudden lick of flame, Chandra disappeared from the Zendikar. The flames danced again, and she reappeared on Kaladesh, in her mother's kitchen. Pia Nalair jumped at the intrusion, but recognized her daughter. A moment later, she saw the pain and ran to her. She held Chandra, stroking her hair, even though it threatened to burst back into flame at any second. They're all gone, Mom. I've lost everyone. Chandra sobbed, sucking in deep breaths of curry-scented air between fits. No, Chandra, her mother said, the side of her face leaning on the top of Chandra's head. You're just finding yourself. Thanks for listening to The Colony Heart by Spacey J.D. James. You can find the text at Archive of Our Own. If you've got any comments about this or other episodes or you want to ask a question or send in something for me to read, you can send an email. It's leahlouder at gmail.com. That's L-E-A-H-L-O-U-D-E-R at gmail.com.